Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. Thanks for joining us today. Can you come to the office? The principal asked me with a worried frown on his face. Let me drop these folders off with the registrar first, I said. My mind spun with all the possibilities. By the time I returned to his office, my heart had started to pound. Have a seat, he said as he stood up to close the door. What's up? I asked, trying to mask my anxiety. I found out that Laura and a friend called a suicide hotline. My Laura? I asked, incredulous. He went on to give more details and to let me know he had already informed the other parent. I sat in stunned silence. How could this have happened? Why would a 13-year-old from a stable Christian home feel the need to call a suicide hotline? My 13-year-old! Where had we failed? Well, according to Giselle Ortiz, LAC, a school counselor who works with students who have experienced high levels of trauma and generational trauma, Teaching about self-awareness opens the doors to better emotional health. She says, It is important for children to be emotionally self-aware because it empowers them to make healthy decisions in every area of life. Kids who are emotionally self-aware become adults who are self-aware and are invested in emotional growth, which means high emotional intelligence. Good emotional health, or emotional intelligence, has four to five hallmarks depending on which research you look at. Unlike a person's IQ, or intelligence quotient, which you can't change, you can learn more about emotional intelligence and actually improve it. The hallmarks of emotional intelligence are self-awareness, self-regulation or self-management, motivation, empathy, and social skills. Michael Brody Waite, author of Great Leaders Live Like Drug Addicts, How to Lead Like Your Life Depends on It, in an interview with Donald Miller on Building a Story Brand podcast, highlights the importance of teaching kids emotional self-awareness. Brody Waite, a recovering drug addict who now runs a successful company, explains the primary reason he escaped into drug addiction as a teen. I hadn't been equipped with the emotional skills to deal with life. So, how do we teach emotional self-awareness to children? Well, as parents with young children, we did a decent job instilling self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills in our children, or so we thought. But without teaching them about self-awareness, our efforts to teach the other things probably fell far short of our intentions. People know so much more about emotional intelligence than they did 10, 20, or 30 years ago. If only we had an emotions wheel posted on the refrigerator. I'll leave a link for a great emotions wheel in the show notes, which you can find at Anita Ojeda, that's A-N-I-T-A-O-J-E-D-A dot com slash S-C-H-014. Now that we know better, we can do better. When we teach our children about emotions, we give them a vocabulary for understanding themselves better and for coping with life. Hack number one, don't tell your kids it's okay and leave it at that. 
If your child starts crying, screaming, or yelling, no matter if they still wear diapers or drive the car, don't jump in with reassurances of, it's okay, it's okay. The cry, scream, or yell represent a strong emotion. Instead of telling them, it's okay, ask them, what's wrong? Yep, even if they can't talk, let them know that you hear them and understand they want to communicate an emotion. Follow up with questions. Do you feel sad? Are you hurt? Do you feel angry, scared, frustrated, upset? Start giving your child the vocabulary to define emotions from an early age. Hack number two, model self-awareness. When you talk about your feelings, it shows your children ways that they can talk about their feelings. If your day has gone south and you feel frustration building, talk about it with your kids. Mommy feels very frustrated right now and needs a timeout to calm down. Sit in the timeout chair if you need to and do some deep breathing. Likewise, talk about your positive emotions. I feel happy when I hear the birds singing in the spring. They make such a joyful noise. What makes you feel happy? Hack number three, teach kids that emotions are like the weather. Katie Lopez, a pre-K teacher, teaches her students to compare their feelings with the weather. The weather changes, and so do our feelings. She'll ask questions such as, what's your weather inside, to help students think about their emotions. She also uses I notice statements to open the conversation about feelings. I notice your face is smiling. Do you feel happy? Or, I notice that your eyebrows are scrunched. Do you feel mad? Hack number four, make space for big feelings. Kiana Herrera, an educator and parent, has learned to make space for big feelings. She'll ask, it looks like you are really having big feelings right now. Would you like to talk about it? If the child wants to open up, she'll listen. If they don't feel comfortable, she'll ask them, would it be all right if I stay right here until you are ready to tell me what you are feeling and how I can help? According to Herrera, that lets them know they aren't alone, and I will wait until they are ready. It also tells them big feelings are normal and okay, and it is how we handle them that counts. Give kids space for their big feelings, and don't helicopter around them trying to make it better. Hack number five, use shared readings as a springboard. Read picture books out loud to your children, not just for the story, but for the pictures. Talk about the characters and their expressions. Ask your child what they think the character may feel in that moment. Notice facial expressions of characters. Remember not to assign value to the emotions. Don't say, oh, Johnny looks angry, that's bad. Instead, say, Johnny looks angry. What do you think he should do? In this way, you'll not only teach about emotions, but you'll teach about problem solving. Hack number six, teach calming techniques. Both Herrera and Lopez advocate teaching very young children calming techniques. Herrera found songs and inspiration from Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that program. Her daughter learned to sing different songs from the program to help calm herself. Lopez teaches her students to box breathe. They hold one hand in front of their face and use the other to trace their upraised hand. As they trace up a finger, they breathe in. As they trace down a finger, they breathe out. 
She also has them sniff flowers or blow on something to help them develop awareness of their breathing. Hack number seven. You can also try one of these activities. Lopez has students use Play-Doh to form different faces, which they talk about. She also does an activity with paper plate faces using a popsicle stick glued to the bottom so that students can share their different emotions. Talking about emotions in a matter-of-fact voice and helping your child understand that emotions come with life will start them on the road to emotional self-awareness. Back when the principal called me into his office to talk to me about Laura, I felt incredulous that our happy-go-lucky daughter would feel bad enough to call a suicide hotline. I thanked him for his concern and promised that I'd keep an eye out on Laura and talk to her if I felt it appropriate. I never did talk to her about that incident until I started preparing this podcast. It turns out she had no memory of the incident ever taking place. I did carry through with my promise to the principal, though, which alerted me to other emotions Laura struggled with. When she needed help with those a year later, I knew what to do. Call a counselor. Don't kick yourself for not knowing, but do jump in and learn all you can about self-awareness and emotional intelligence. You can still set a good example for your children, even if they have children of their own. So don't forget the seven hacks for teaching your children about emotional intelligence. One, don't give false assurances. It will be okay to try to make them feel better. Two, model self-awareness. Three, teach kids that emotions are like the weather. Four, make space for big feelings. Five, use shared reading as a springboard for conversations about emotions. Six, teach them calming techniques. Seven, Find fun activities that help them learn to think about and process their emotions. Join me next week when I give hacks for dealing with life during a time of crisis. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at anitaojeda.com or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.